This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the muy caliente, presidente, al dente, sweet and sour, glazed over, Mandarin-style, regurgitated, free, cardboard erosion, Justin Waddell. What's up, sir? Nick, they're bringing back the woolly mammoth. You see this? What are you talking about? You ain't heard the news? Wait, Dan Hedaya is coming back? (laughs) The news, man. There's some company that's... um going all jurassic park they're they're really trying to bring back the woolly mammoth they think they can maybe somehow combat uh, climate change there's no joke here there's there's a group trying to do it mankind's shitting on the earth let's bring a hairy elephant into this how is (laughs) that gonna solve dick be awesome i I might throw a resume toward towards them if i can find the name of the company you know just shoot something shoot for the stars so Is is that one of the worst songs ever made woolly bully was it about bullying the woolly mammoth? Is that the? I never yeah, really thought yeah, about it. Yeah, it was. I remember one of the lyrics is "pin that, pin that mammoth against his locker." <laughs> was it about? Was it about an irate caveman, and he's bullying uh, those those ancient creatures? And then Timothy Hutton is thrilled when he falls from a helicopter, <laughs> shouting uh, in his his mumbling language, "You got dumb hair." Speaking of bullying mammoths, man, Wolfgang Van Halen on on social media fighting the haters all the time. What do you mean? What's going on? This is Eddie's son? Yeah, he's got a band and he's putting music out and people are shitting on him and he's fighting him back. Why are they shitting? Is it bad? No, I mean, he's very talented. He plays all the the instruments and stuff. He's talented as shit. But he's he's kind of a chunky kid and he's got that name. So, of course, he's lived with a silver spoon, Coke spoon. So they're ripping him. I kind of feel bad for him, even though he probably shouldn't give them the uh, attention. So he fights back. He's young. He, he doesn't understand. You can't give. That just fuels the haters. That fuels the trolls. Because you got to know when to hold them. <laughs> know when to hire Gary Sharon. He's fucking lame. Yeah, you can't. You got to roll over and die as soon as someone comes at you on Twitter. That's what I do. I cowered up. I lean into cowardice. Kind of like Lucas did with this movie. Oh, my God. Too Already. soon. So what's been going on in your neck, dog? True, man. You know, I'm I'm running up on a birthday here pretty soon. It's a good one. Preparing for that. Preparing for uh, my last 40th birthday, so to speak. Is that so, weird to say? Just working. I don't know. Watching some shows. What about you? Just perpetrating and representing out there, man. You haven't been traveling. It's been... Um, it's been interesting. I've had bursts of minimal travel, but I'll be gone next week, so don't chill. Do you ever promote the podcast anywhere? You know, I do. Yeah. Trip. 
right. I, I go to a hospice. I bring them, uh, you know, bring, audience, yeah. yeah, I bring them pop rocks, Coke and say, look down this pop these headphones on and let's send you into the hereafter swinging. I want you to show up at the pearly gates with a wet one, full pronger, but, uh, so far, no luck. I need that cat from Dr. Sleep to guide me towards our fans. You're saying that our fan, the fans that you're targeting are maybe don't have long on this earth. Well, our, I mean, the demographics tell us that our listener is an older listener. Not a lot of 20 somethings listen to this. It's too deep and too dense. They're not, the brains haven't evolved to the point where they can take in all that shit, you know, deep. Do we have enough numbers to put the word, to introduce the word demographics anywhere around that number? Yeah, we have a 2% non binary audience. And that's kind of great. It says 2%? Yeah. How does it know? How does it know? Man, they really, they really know everything, don't they? It fluctuates too because they see pictures of us and they sexuality goes haywire. Uh, Blake, one of our huge fans, super fans, one of our stands, posted a picture of us today. I saw, and you were, and you were getting all, you know, vain. You I, was getting, like, I was getting vain. You're, 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 you're ripping your image. You're ripping your, your look. Oof, I look like I was in mourning in that picture. I must have, must have been one of your jokes just told. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Man, we're back in the shallows now. Damn. I'm not a vain man, Nick. Tell me something, girl. Anakin. That's what he's doing this whole movie. He's asking. He's, 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 uh, every once in a while stops by old Padme and he does that. I was, you know, they released Disney's, uh, slate for the next several years and we still got a ways out before Rogue Squadron. But it's nice to see peppered in at least two over the next four years Star Wars films planned. Let's hope that they follow through and maybe add to that. Do they just have to to be announced? They don't know what they're going to be. They just well, I assume have it's Taika Waititi's, Taika Waititi's movie and then uh, Rogue Squad. But maybe not. Maybe there's something else. I don't know about Rogue. Is is, is Patty Jenkins still on board yeah, with Rogue Squad? Yeah, she's killing it. That's in pre-production already, I think. Indecisive over in the Star Wars, Wars world. So you never know if she's going to end up directing it, right? That'll change. I think they're getting their shit together. I think they need to get back to Ray and Finn. That's my opinion. Let's do That's it, guys. Unpopular opinion. It's fine. Those the movies made m- so much money. Those characters would be welcome back. I mean, certain people would hate, but you're always going to get Star Wars haters no matter what you do. So just like you say, do what you're gonna. You oh, know? that's right. Yeah, own out. And the problem is, is they're going to have to deal with huge, busy schedules of Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. Bo- Boyega is busy. He's busy getting in trouble. Just for oh. that one movie he left. Yeah. He, 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 he ghosted <laughs> He ghosted a movie. That's interesting. What do you mean? He didn't sh- like. He was. He got hired to do some movie, and then just one day he wasn't there, and then they had to shut it down because he left. He just left. Didn't realize it was an option. I'm just hoping James Gunn never gets to do a Star Wars movie. I'm sure he's on record of saying, you know, I just don't want to do one. It's just you know, that's not that's not one of my goals. He's like, uh, I currently haven't seen uh, a Star Wars film where. Any one person behind the scenes name is mentioned seven or eight times in the credits. So that's not true. Folks, it's a movie microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We watch a film through the cojones of truth, shake a stick at it, walk backwards until it's completely emboned. We traipse around the treachery until the sadness creeps through the door, light a fire, sit on that fire, watch a film through mistreated eyes, touch each other in the wilderness. And then back down in ways that only preachers can understand and watch a film with distorted backwards eyes. See what makes your break. Sound like Jim Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) Except better. So if we're talking about, I don't know, three burials of Melchiatus Estrada. We would talk about the scene where the 
to the dismay of the leading man, uh, a cashier shorts him a burial. <laughs> Talk about the little moments. And the Revenge of the Sith lo- loaded with the uh, little moments, if you agree. I don't. This whole movie is just big, I think. It's bigs, as in <laughs> underwhelming in, in all the most important scenes. You really don't like this movie, huh? I kind of came away a little bit bigger of a fan. I can't wait to quickly go through that with you. Can't wait to hash it out. Where were you when you saw this one, Nick? What, how, what was your anticipation level like back in 2005 when this rolled out into theaters? What oh, were you I, wearing? What were you, if you could walk us through your clothes options that day, and what did you choose? I was wearing a Genera Hypercolor shirt. I had holes in my jeans, weirdly in the back, the back of the knees. <laughs> I had some you know, mid-range Reeboks. I don't know. All I know is I, I was firmly, I, I, I was cleansed by the time this movie came out. I wasn't nearly hyped up for it. There wasn't any of that anticipation. Uh, I basically, especially having seen, you know, the trailers and all that stuff, I never felt like this had any chance of sticking the landing. What about you, Curb? What were you like? Do you remember the concessions you bought that day? I got a bird's nest pasta dish. <laughs> a little chipino, you know, some scallops, some fra diablo sauce. And fun. Well, Lucas, <laughs> Lucas recommended that. That's why you got those items, right? He said, <laughs> please pair my movie with the, these con- hard to find concession options. Right. Yeah. He wanted to, you know, tailor the experience. He wanted complete control. You know, I wasn't, I can't, I think it was this movie. I, I just looked at it like a chore. Uh, gotta get it. Gotta get it done. Gotta see it. You know, because at this point, you kind of knew it probably wasn't going to be that good. You know, it's just you had seen the other two. It was two, at that point, I thought they were kind of swinging, you know, two swings and two misses. Right. So I wasn't I don't think I was looking forward to this at all. So I had that attitude when I watched it. When I watched it again now, I enjoy it more. You seem to like it less. I think I like it more, but that isn't mm-hmm. saying much. You know, I th- it's been fun revisiting these movies, which is a, very surprising to me. I give Lucas the benefit of the doubt with A Phantom Menace because it was a very uh, large risk and in, in production and he tried a lot of new stuff and he and he dipped back in the well uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, it was it was scary for him. It was one of those things where he had kind of built that legacy and didn't want to mess with it. And then Attack of the Clones was, an, uh, he was trying to correct course a little bit and it went in the wrong direction, I think, ultimately, even though it is has aged okay. I mean, it was obvious. We don't. The Clone Wars, the all that stuff that he had hyped up and made into this folklore, it was obvious we didn't want it, we didn't need it, and the mystique of Darth Vader being scuttled was probably the biggest shit that he t- could have taken on us. Uh, what does that mean, Darth Vader being scuttled? What do you mean? Well, they took this character who we we loved, and it was a great, iconic character, and then proceeded to take all of the coolness away from him. Maybe too much. Like That's the thing about it. It seems a little top-heavy this movie you know because it seems like lucas crammed the most interesting stuff into this movie and so you have to wonder like especially the phantom menace i can't wait for you to share this interesting stuff with me it just maybe don't need it and just start when anakin is a badass apprentice to you know to uh, obi-wan you know that's not fascinating of course but you know i think lucas certainly feels as more at his most sure-footed in this film and there's more interesting things happening that said it certainly gets off to a noodly start with a space battle that apparently was a lot longer an hour long that sequence originally yeah now i don't know if that's true i got that from the imdb but yeah he really wanted to uh, flex his muscles during that huge space battle you, you have a theory about that you think it's it was made for one reason one reason only what are you talking about 
You said to show off Anakin's uh, fighter. Oh, pilot. right, right, right. Yeah, because there's one line of dialogue in A New Hope where Kenobi says that Anakin was the best fighter pilot in the galaxy, and there's been nothing in the previous films to really illustrate that. So I think what they wanted to do was show how maverick he was and all that in this scene. But what he does actually isn't great. He's risking the mission. He's showing right. off, and he's not really that impressive in what he's doing. And, and part of it's because he's created this really large-scale battle. There's some pretty neat shots, but the movement of the vehicles and the way that it's done just is joyless. And 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 you know you hear you know Lucas was so obsessed with those early like World War One and World War Two movies, and the dogfighting was such a big influence on Star Wars. For that to go away, this whole trilogy, for the most part, doesn't feature the the dogfighting that made the original series so delightful. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I don't know, I think we just, this movie was a very a very expensive midlife crisis or something. Nary a TIE fighter to be found. Although you see their origins in the designs of a lot of the crafts. There's a, a nice blend of X-Wing and TIE fighter in the crafts that are being used. So, and, you know, Lucas, at this at the beginning, we see Obi-Wan and, and um, Anakin, you know, fighting side by side in the space battle. And what happens to Obi-Wan's ship? Little vulture droids show up. Yeah, little cuties mm-hmm. get all over them like um, like little, I don't know, pests, little cockroaches, these little cute droids. And they start to pull apart a ship and they decapitate his droid, R4. Yeah. Right. And that's tough because R4, remember, and we talked in the last one, they had at one point toyed with the idea that he was going to be killed in the gladiator arena, mm-hmm. strung up to one of those poles. They finally got his death in this one. Right. And, you know, Obi-Wan certainly doesn't even bat an eyelash. Right. You know, he doesn't give a shit. And so what's, so what's going on is then Anakin has to save Obi-Wan. And it's supposed to, I guess, tell us how close and how dependent Obi-Wan is on his much more talented apprentice, Anakin Skywalker. But it doesn't really, it's not really, they don't really do a great job of that. I think that one thing I, I kind of miss in this movie is I wish that they would have had a stronger bond throughout these movies. I don't know how they would have done that, maybe gotten a better script, better actor, in, in case of Hayden Christensen, but they could have shared a woman. Well, Anakin thinks they are by the end, sort of. He's getting well, all jealous. I meant, Obi-Wan bit, is. I, I meant like in more of a frat frat house kind of way, you know, like, yeah, let's like they're doing shots and they got mm-hmm. like, like a Vader helmet with beers on both sides, drinking through it. Mm-hmm. You, know? you think that would have bonded them? Yeah. Remember that time that I watched your hairy ass for a while. Now I do think that this, I haven't watched the Clone Wars, but I bet that they cover some of that territory in the Clone Wars. 100%. A lot, actually. And I bet that they have a very interesting relationship. Of course, Aniston. Aniston? (laughs) Aniston Skywalker. Anakin has an apprentice of his own in those those, uh, shows, right? Mm -hmm. Hector Diaz is his name. He's a... Yeah. um, War! 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 I skipped skip the crawl. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, it's like the shortest verse in the Bible, right? That might be a clue this movie's taking a wet a wet one on you. When it's a war with an exclamation mark is the first word that appears. It's true. There's a war happening. Sort of. Well, who's 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 at war? Well, that'd be the separatists and the uh the enemies of the separatists. The Republic? The Republic, the uh, you know, you got the droids, you got the clones, you got lifeless, deprived, useless automatons that generate no real concern, mm-hmm. vanquishing each other in the deep boredom of space. <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of stuff, but what they're trying to do here is there's a, they're on, they're in hot pursuit of general Grievous, a new character who is um, partnered up with count Dooku, uh, an old character, 
uh, one movie old character at least. Anakin and Obi Wan are trying to go confront these two, right? Is that that's kind of what's well, happening? Well, they've rescued here. Palps. I mean, they're, they're they've oh, Palp- that's it. Palpatine. They haven't rescued him yet. Palpatine has been kidnapped, right, by Grievous. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Fake kidnapped. Fake kidnapped. Okay. Total Sith. They're like, we got to rescue Palpatine, even though he's causing all sorts of havoc for us. Let's go rescue this asshole. And so they do. They go in there. And what happens? What's what's going on once they get to this to this? Well, planet? Dooku got catfished. I mean, that should have been the name of the film. Palpatine is is a good guy. Don't you know? Even though his the name Emperor Palpatine permeates the original trilogy. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, Anakin Skywalker. Right. So those are the two guys. Right. Mm-hmm. One becomes Darth Vader, one becomes a recluse hiding the offspring of one Anakin Skywalker. Goes to Tatooine, changes his first name, doesn't change Luke's name. Anakin doesn't know his kids' names. Oh, yes, he does. He knows Skywalker. He does know that. He doesn't, they don't change he does his know, last name. Huh, there's a Kenobi and a Skywalker. Huh, fucking let's weird. Stash him, yeah, let's stash um, Luke with rel- my relatives. I mean, hide him in plain sight. It worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked unless you just think about it for about a second. Or Darth Vader didn't give a, a hump. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah, yeah, I know that kid's there. I just, deadbeat dad, you know? Yeah, he's like, Padme took the loss. I'm not, I, I don't care. I don't want alimony. Maybe just, they fabricated a story. That's probably what they did, right? They fabricated a story that the kids died as well as Padme and childbirth. Is that what? And they, he didn't know they had twins. He just thought one was shooting out. But something tells me he would have the name Kenobi pretty on high on his list of things to take care of in his journeys. I hope that the uh, the Kenobi series deal, deals with that to some extent, because literally the person who fucked Vader's life up big time, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. So even if, hey, maybe old Ben Kenobi out in the, the Junlin Wastes, he's probably not my guy. I mean, there's nobody else named Kenobi, but let's go, you know. Anyways. Maybe Kenobi's like a like Smith in Star Wars world. Like a lot of people are Kenobi, you know? That, that would be great. And Skywalker's mm-hmm. Jones, you know? <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Hey, my cousin's Randy Skywalker. Are you guy, you know him? Zzz, oh, zzz, kills him, and then he goes over to Chris Skywalker's place, cuts him out. Gets killing Skywalkers in the yeah. phone book. Anyway, so this is what what's happening here is Palpatine obviously kidnapped. They have to confront Count Dooku, who does a a weird because at this point Christopher Lee is in his eighties. He's near the they, grave. He's very close they, to the yard. They definitely CGI for no reason. They CGI him flipping off of a deck onto the floor. Like, you know, like he's like doing a splash dive. They could have just walked down the stairs. You know? Well, from what I understand, Christopher Lee wasn't able to be at set that much for that scene. So they actually had to oh, is be, that true? be inventive. Yeah. He was uh, aging somewhere else. But there's a line where I think Obi-Wan says, I sense Count Dooku. I know. It's a big one. Everybody's like, God, I wrote it down. But there's also a line in here where when whenever R4 gets killed and Obi-Wan informs the audience, he's like, I can't see, and he's talking to Anakin. I can't see a thing. My cockpit's fogging, which is like the least cool Jedi thing ever said. Although that's kind of a teaser for John Favreau coming down the pike, right? What? Foggy. Hmm. Little tease. A little daredevil. A little foreshadowing. Yeah. He zoomed in. So anyway, there's a fight that breaks out. Dooku, of course, super powerful. Palpatine tied to a chair. Or restrained in a chair, and um, Obi Wan gets knocked out immediately. Yeah, and it's Anakin versus Count Dooku, and you know Anakin's a. He said, "You know what? I'm a lot stronger than last week, last time we met," and he proves it because he cuts Dooku's 
both hands off. Both of them. Yep. He cuts them both. And Dooku then is at his, on his knees because he's like, this sucks, but look, I can recover because everybody's getting robot hands all the time. Yep. Just give me two. I'll take a double it's order. like my hand just got cut off by a robot hand. This is not a problem. This sucks. It hurts, but I can see a future for myself. And then Palpatine in the chair is thrilled to see this violence you know, played out in front of him. Says, hey, why don't you just also kill him? <laughs> and Anakin's like, I, f- I feel weird about it. It goes and, against uh, the Jedi way. And Pops and is like, like, double dog area. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he decaps him. And uh, wow, he really slices his his head off. And then Dooku's there like, you get a robot head. I mean, this is really, this isn't such a bad day. And Anakin, the, then Anakin's got a little bit of shame. He's, he's like, I shouldn't have done that. I should not have decapitated a defenseless man. And Palpatine's like, well, if you read the fine print of the Jedi Code, I mean, he was wearing purple underwear, which means he's a villain. You could kill it all day long. And that's funny because the ships, things are starting to suck on the ship and they they have to cut, get out of there. And (laughs) Palpatine's like, we don't have time to rescue Obi-Wan. Fuck him. He wants to to kill Obi-Wan and and Anakin's like, I'm not that far gone yet. Let me save him so he can kill me. He he almost killed me at the end. He's like, his, Um, his fate will be ours. And then uh, he said, like, give or take three limbs. <laughs> and so Anakin hoists the Obi-Wan over his shoulders and then they get out. They skedaddle to an elevator, which there there's so many elevators in these. It's, it's too much elevator action in this in this movie. I feel you. They're on the elevator. And I think Palpatine like, oh, I don't know if this happens. Oh, this is this is what Obi-Wan says. I think in the elevator going up to this fight, I think it stops. The elevator stops. And he says, did you press the stop button? Which is an incredible. Yeah. <laughs> It just seems like maybe they could have workshopped that line a little bit. You know, when, when does somebody say I have a bad feeling about this? Obi-Wan gets it, I think, right when they get to, to this, they land in this area. I thought Dooku says it when he's got the crisscross labor lightsaber. It could be. By the way, they should be called labors. How bad does General Grievous suck? I need to know. Like on a scale of... I don't all- hate him. You don't like him? Is he? He's kind of a fan favorite, right? I, I despise that character. Why? Every every little single thing about the character I just despise. He's kind of like a I, precursor to Darth Vader. Right? I, he's whatever. Control. Create a narrative to make you feel better. Go ahead. No, he still has some of his original organs, so he once must once been human, but he's, he's most mostly machine. He's got he's still got his little heart in there or his kidneys or something protected, right? Yeah, and he's got um, his eyes. But he, he has eyes, yeah. The way that the way that he walks, the whole coughing thing, to me it's it just dumbs down the entire thing. They they created they tried to create a character that lived between the worlds of the droids and and the people, I guess. But he's got this raspy cough, which is dumb. Which is Lucas. Who cares? Yeah, he coughed, he and they coughed, orig- yeah. they changed the backstory on why he has a cough. Originally, got force choked, and then they changed it. But he's got the ability to wield multiple lightsabers, which used to be something that was special to the Jedi, and they killed that. He's just dumb. It's it reeks of it. it feels like a fan creation to me. And the mm. name's awful. There's nothing good about it. And I want I want to like a creature. You know, I always want to like a creature. You know that about me. If you know anything, I do. I do know that. About I you. want to like a creature, and he sucks assholes. I don't dislike him. He isn't he like an apprentice to. Dooku or something. Dooku taught him a lot of force shit. Yeah, but not enough to c- totally get catfished by Palpatine. <laughs> so you don't like that character? That's very strange to me. I think it's kind of a cool character. He's got a coat full of lightsabers. Is that a Spin Doctor song? <laughs> anyway, so then they skedaddle out of there. They get out. They they rescue Palp. They get all shot up, right? And then they 
then they kind of crash land into into safety. Is of that course. what happened? Yeah, they crash. The ship is breaking apart, and they and they crash what's left of it. And and Palpatine and Anakin and Obi Wan are like getting like thrown about. And R two D two is that's when he uses his oil slick firepower and all that. Ugh, it's just- but it's a, this is when uh, Obi Wan says um, when they he goes he says for no reason, but it's a great it's great. I love it. He says <laughs> another happy landing. You know, like he says that. Yeah, and he smiles and he smiles. I love it. Seems like a little bit of life. Someone breathed life into the script at that moment. And they're happy landing. But then he gives Anakin shit. He said, Anakin, you're the hero today. You got to go talk to the politicians. They want to see you. They want. He's like, I'm going to peace out. I'm not going. I got other stuff to do. You deserve your glorious day, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, he's he's saying you're better than me. Basically, you're you've out cooled me. But he's actually handing off a, a boring task to him, which I love. Kind of, but they didn't. They don't want to see Obi Wan. They want to see Anakin. And then, of course, we we meet Padme, who's lurking in the shadows. This powerful leader of people lurking in the shadows, pining for her boyfriend. Yeah, it sucks. They really do. Although Portman says this is her favorite out of the three movies, it's probably because she had she's, the least screen time. She doesn't get a lot to do, and a lot of the time she's she's holding her belly because she's pregnant and she's pining for Anakin. You know, she doesn't get to do any of the cool Senator shit that we see in the last one. And certainly doesn't do get to do that, that cool voice we heard in the first one. Yeah. On the IMDb trivia, they said that they'd filmed a sex scene with her and Anakin, uh, primarily the scene where they conceive, which I thought was very strange. Do we get to see Anakin's Anakin's O face? (laughs) Yes. They just spliced in a shot from him when he was slaughtering sand people. But he uh, pulls out, actually, and uh, okay. makes a big mess on her. And he's like another happy landing. <laughs> makes a big mess, huh? <laughs> well, you know, they certainly seem to have had sex after the last. So they you know, they got married in the last one by my boy. And he peace, he's done. He's like, bye. Maybe Anakin killed him. So he wouldn't tell anybody that he got married. But so they had a honeymoon and a wild honeymoon. I imagine one of those nights. Luke and Leia began growing in that womb. You know, you know, we meet her when she's he went super pregnant. To town that to week. Drop he, went, those kids. he went to town on that girl that weekend. You think so? She'd be at breakfast burping and she like tasted midichlorians in that burp. <laughs> hey, they're in love. I mean, there's nothing wrong with violating a Jedi. Pack and, the emotional yeah, and, here. Yeah, putting people at risk. Like, you're right. There isn't the galaxy's fate. Nothing fancy. Um, Two idiots in love. What are they going to do? And certainly Anakin's not going to wear protection. You know, he's 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 not down with that. No birth control on Am- Amidala's part. So that's what happens. Then you you birth a new trilogy after this. That's really what happens. They should have had a really cheap hooker in Star Wars called Queen Amidala. <sighs> and then and then um Amidala's like, "Look, we got to I'm about to burst here. I'm about to I'm about to give birth to some Jedi. Let's get, go to Naboo." She says, "I'll go early and fix up the baby's room." She's a senator. <laughs> You know, and they're hiding this too. Like they're hiding it. She's wearing, she's always behind plants when she's talking to people. She's carrying pillows around and books. So no one knows she's pregnant. They're all fucking uh, Jedi and they have all this mind tricks and they could see the future, but they can't tell Amadala's pregnant. Maybe they just don't care. I'm going to pretend I don't sense throbbing life forms with su- super force energy. Yeah. Th- I mean, well, here's the thing. Now, I'm, I'm maybe I'm wrong, but doesn't she at the beginning in this scene tell him that she's pregnant? Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't that happen? Yeah. So then how how does it? So I guess a lot of time, like nine months elapse in, in this movie. Like, or does she just have, does she just, is it like extra happened? No, there's there's a lot of time that passes. Okay. It doesn't feel like it. But there's a lot of time that passes. Okay. I, I hope that's not the, the big thing sticking out for you. 
Well, anyway, so so Anakin's thrilled, but then he starts having bad dreams that old Padme's going to die, die in childbirth. And that, you know, like that because he had bad dreams about his mommy and his mommy died. So now he thinks Padme's going to die and he doesn't know what to do. He's vulnerable, Nick. He's making decisions for the wrong reasons. Yep. And that's Palpatine starts salivating. Because mm-hmm. guess who's putting those bad dreams in his fucking head? Good old palps. Good old palps, yeah. And there's this awful exchange with... There's a scene, so they have like this kicking ass pad that they live at in Coruscant, where it's like a nice patio, balcony. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, there is a very stilted, stunted, shitty conversation between them where they're trying to justify why they're making such rash decisions. Maybe it's because I'm so in love with you. I know it's pretty bad. And they try to one up each other. Natalie Portman's favorite movie. All right. Let me zoom in a little bit on her bedwear. Amidala, known for her fashion sense, she goes to bed with beads all over her. Did you notice this? Did you see this? No. And she has like a nightie, but she's got a lot of beads hanging off it. And I feel that would be very uncomfortable to sleep in. Like you always ro- rolling on those beads, hurting yourself. Is you that Ben Wakanobi? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not trying to get dirty. She's wearing beads, and it looks like those are. That's like going to bed with Mardi Gras beads all over you. You need to take those off. You're going to be creating a lot of noise and discomfort during the night. Yep. And, you know, but she's got to go to bed in style, I guess. She's got to sleep on balls. It's foreshadowing BB-8. I get it. It's so funny. Why does General Grievous talk to himself? He talks to himself. I got no problems. Yoda is prying. He's trying to prime the deets. He knows Anakin's going through some shit. And he says, Anakin is scared of losing Padme scared of, you know, and, and, and Yoda says this to him. He says, the fear of loss is the path to the dark side. And I'm like, then why isn't everybody going to the dark side? Do you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Fear of loss seems pretty common. All the way, all the, by the way, Yoda gets some very tangly speech in this. Like he gets a lot of long lines. I feel that he needed to have someone talk to him at some point. Anakin's making a lot of decisions based on fear with, with Padme getting, you know, rammed into the afterlife theoretically. And Yoda's trying to, you know, Yoda's trying to make him feel better. You know, he's trying to give him some uplift. It's like, you don't really die. You just transform into the force. And so that's one of his his, his, his excuses. Anakin's uh-huh. like, Yoda, ask you something. If you transform into the force, how much of your anatomy is still fuckable? <laughs> Yoda's, Yoda's like, surprised you'd be. Um, here's the thing about... Yaddle in my closet, she is. Yaddle... Two movies, she, she, they never brought her back. No, there was a, some sort of bullshit ex- explanation, but I think it was the man just pressing. Did she get killed in Order 66? I'm sure. And Not in the, you don't see it, but didn't no, all, all, all those assholes get killed? So I tried to look up the names of the Jedi that get killed in this movie, and then I happened upon Wikipedia page that listed like so many Jedi because it's like all these other stories feed into this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, I give up. I can't zoom in that hard, you know. I think it'd be cool oh. if you're Galaxy's Edge restaurant and you're Order 66, they come and kill your family at the table. <sighs> you think that would be cool, huh? It would. <laughs> so anyway, Anakin is Why did I not save a- that for my business? <laughs> <laughs> Anakin's getting a promotion here. He's going to be a... Gets to be a master because he's going to get know, a seat on the Jedi He doesn't get to be no. a master. Well, that's what he thinks. He gets to be a spy. And he's like, Palpatine sets it up. And he's like thrilled. He thrilled. I get a seat on the Jedi Council. Hell yes. I get to be a master. And the Jedi are like, look, you can sit here, but you ain't a master. Right. You haven't proved yourself enough, Anakin. And uh, we don't trust you because you're too close with Palpatine, who they also don't trust. And Anakin's incensed. He says, unfair, outrageous. All I've done to prove my value is fuck up. 
Yeah, and so this is, you know, Palpatine's planting seeds here. He He's using Anakin. He's like, the Jedi are, they're bad for the Republic. They're not good for the Republic, Anakin. And he's like, are you sure? And Palpatine's like, yeah, I'm sure, man. He's like, all right. So that's kind of what's happening. Let's talk about the opera. Opera's cool, man, in this movie, because they're watching some floating um, bubbles. It's a, it's a Mon Calamari opera. Is it really? Yep. So are you so they're swimming in those bubbles and they're jumping from bubble to bubble, but you don't get to really see that action a lot. You just see these big, huge, billowing bubbles, right? Right. But did you? I thought that was kind of a cool effect. I mean, it's fine, but it's supposed to be like the a centerpiece moment in the film. Do you remember that part when Dustin Hoffman walks out of nowhere and looks up and then <laughs> gets sucked into the sphere? Sphere leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. So then, guess who gets told a story? Anakin. That's after about? Palps sends all of his people out of the room. He's like, be gone. Yeah, Palps got like a side piece, like a baldy with him. Do you know who that is? Is that his wife? I don't know. Here, let me Google this. You know what I'm talking about, though. She shows up quite a That's bit. That's Scalpatine. <laughs> Next. It's not his Dude. wife. It's some fucking acolyte or something. I hope, I hope you found a... Raunchy. Oh, her name is Sly Moore. Took you on the S-L-Y. took you on the dark web. It, it did. Umbarian female. Sly Moore had pale skin and white eyes, and her head was bald. Thank you. This is some poetic writing here. She loved to sixty nine with Palpatine. <laughs> what? This is crazy. But anyway, he sends her away. Sends his other peeps away. Looks at his dick and heart, heart with eyes. He looks to Anakin and he tells him a story about Darth Plagueis. <laughs> And he says, this is, look, Anakin, I know you're worried about uh, your honey dying, but I knew someone once, or there was a, a force user once that was really into immortality, probably could make it work. And then his apprentice killed him. And Anakin's like intrigued. He's, and he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, look, if you, you know, maybe kind of come over to the dark side a little bit, you might be able to learn this shit. Anakin's intrigued, of course. He wants he wants some of this power. Well, of course, because the idea is that Darth Plagueis also could create life, mm-hmm. and Anakin is a spontaneous birth so there's that whole storyline that maybe he right, was created they, by that prick he's more interested in um, immortality and saving people from death and you know that's how Palp gets his hooks into him you know you had complained a little bit you thought this was kind of a, a weird way you wish there was more to this than Anakin worried about Padme is why he turned to the dark side right right I think there was I think Lucas kind of refocused he did all the, he did he, he kind of cr- shaped that in the editing reshoots and shit and you think it sucks I think it's dumb but it's not the dumbest thing about Anakin. Do you think it's dumb when the Wookiees do the Tarzan yell? One of the worst things. One of the worst things. But the whole Wookiee subplot is awful. And you read that they were going to have young Han Solo involved in that whole shit? I did. It's embarrassing. Baby Han? Yeah, so things are getting rough. Um, there's a scene shortly thereafter where I guess I guess he's starting to get really hard about the dark side. Anakin? Yeah. And, then, yeah, and he's got the evil hair in this. We didn't talk about that yet. He's got evil hair. Got, uh, his hair looks wrong in this. He's just got wild, unkempt, evil hair. I mean, he looks, he just looks threatening with that hair. The last one he had like kind of slicked back, had the, had the tail. And this one he looks, what does he look like? Richard Marks. No, exactly. He does look like Marks. <laughs> I'm sure Marks not a bad Star Wars name. <laughs> Dick Marks. Great porn name. Right. So there's a scene where later on where he's uh, at Palpatine's office and he really does the hard sell on the dark side. Anakin threatens to have him arrested and goes as far as to go rat him out to Mace Windu. And Mace Windu's like, you know, I'm starting to trust you a little bit more 
Thanks for telling us this. I'm going to take uh, three other Jedi and get slaughtered. See you later. Yeah, he says, you know, Anakin's like, Palps the Sith. And he's like, I want to, and then, and then Anakin's like, I want to come with you to confront this bitch. And Mace Windu's like, stay here, little Anakin. We'll take care of it. Anakin can't resist. He goes. Anyway, but no, so the yeah, thing all is, this- he doesn't go until many hours later, which is very weird because they're heading out daytime. And then Anakin goes inside and starts fucking around. He goes and sits mm-hmm. in the Jedi throne room for a while by himself, like an incel, mm-hmm. just hanging ass. And, uh, <laughs> and then he goes at night. And somehow he gets yeah. there at the same time as those assholes. Does he go at night? Yeah, it's maybe nice. it's just maybe it's just getting dark. It's Jedi night. Yeah, no, it's no, it's it's hours have passed. So either Mace Windu is slow on the uptake when it comes to assembling a crew to go arrest a guy, or it's bad filmmaking. So Mace Windu takes some Jedi with him, like you said. One of them being the smiling Jedi Kit Fisto. They go confront Palpatine, who is like, "I hate to be confronted, so now I'm going to bust my lightsaber out." and fight you guys. He, he, he makes quick work of the three Jedi's Mace Windu brings with him, but Mace Windu is a little, he has more experience. So it's a, it's a tougher battle and Mace Windu gets the upper hand. I get and it. He shat, shatters the window and he's, he's got old Palpatine who is, who has done this weird lightning thing with his fingers, you know, that, that we've seen before, obviously. And, but Mace Windu fends that off with his lightsaber and it really, and it weirdly makes this, this, expulsion of power really makes palpatine old it's, like, it's a ruse look, though yeah it's a ruse but how, is that his true form like that's why his is true he face this? yeah because whenever he shows up as a hologram he's wearing that face so that's his is true it? face the ian mcdarmott is the fake ass fake he's using so much power he has to get rid of his his facade is that what you're saying mm-hmm. he's looking rough hilarious it's so it's so b movie b universal yeah. monster movie that whole sequence mm-hmm. and and ian mcdarmott <clears throat> is if you, you could say what you want about him, but he is having fun and he is hamming it up in the way that the film deserves in the, in the, a lot of those sequences. He is having a blast being a weird ass. Yes, and so Anakin rushes in just in time to see Mace Windu about to kill Palpatine. Anakin says, "Stop!" Mace Windu's like, I, "You know, I can't stop because this guy's the absolute worst. So I'm going to stab him through the throat." Anakin then chops Mace Windu's hand off. But for but the funny thing is, is Anakin is saying you can't do that because it goes against the code. Having just executed Count Dooku, Tusken Raiders, all that shit. What a hit! Well, Anakin's convinced this is a power trip, power grab by the Jedi. So he wants to save this guy that he just found out is a Sith. And um, yeah, he he. he he deals the hand blow to old Mace Windu, who's like, "This you shouldn't have done it, but look, I can get a robot hand; it's fine." <laughs> and then I know this this hurts right now, but let's let's order one of those droids that can uh, repair my hand. And then Palpatine decides to lightning strike him again into the sky, blow him out off the building. Samuel Jackson's screams of pain are awful. You don't like it? Yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's, hard to hear. It's low key acting. It's there was somebody else recently. We were talking good in these movies. I think you don't think so. No, he's he's tough to enjoy. I like Mace Windu. He he's, sucks. Does he get a comeback after this? Does he brush himself off down there? Well, remember, there was the theory that he was Snoke for a bit. Oh God, of course. Who says what have I done? Palp or Anakin? Anakin, of course. Anakin, yeah. right. Palps is like <laughs> I I nailed it, and then he names him Darth Vader right there on the spot. Yeah, just dropping Darth Vader out of nowhere. Which means Dark Father, doesn't it? Which is sort of bad form. Could be. 
it's like pretty soon Anakin is like, I got a taste for the dark side. Um, I, you know, I don't really want to join forces, but you know, it's kind of appealing because the Jedi are, are acting weird. And then uh, Palp's like, Hey, why don't you go kill some kids? And he's like, you know what? In for, in for a dollar. In for a Dectarian like- credit. In for a, yeah. So he says, look, go to the Jedi temple and start whipping ass. Anakin's like, down with it you know because palpatine intimates that he's got something working he's got a secret that he's about to unload things are about to get crazy easy for him he goes to the temple and man just hates on people and he's got a clone army with him they storm the castle they're like hey uh we don't know what to do we're scared to shitless and he's like i got you He's like, I got. I know someplace very safe for you. It's the, the cute little youngling uh, comes out. He's about five years he's old. Got like a Scottish accent, some shit. He's like Master Anakin, help! And then he's like, Yeah, I'll help you. And so, is this is this all happening when Order sixty six is going down? It is, right? Yeah. And so, did anybody ever? I'm sure someone's done this. But before. actually, it's not. It may not be concurrent because at this point, Obi Wan has gone to to confront General Grievous on Mustafar. Yeah, I know. That's the whole... And he's riding this the lizard, which is... The noise that lizard makes is so annoying. I don't know why they felt well, compelled to have it to have so much dialogue. Yeah, he's really riding that lizard the whole time. But he, he does get the drop on Grievous, who is wielding all these... Uh, like, four lightsabers? Does he have four? And then and then uh, Obi-Wan cuts off his hands, like, one of the time. Yeah, of course. Everybody's getting hand de-handed here. There's a name for that. What is the name for being de-handed? Degloved? No, yep, that's not right. That's when your skin no. comes off. And so then, you know, Obi Wan gives chase. It's a, it's an epic little battle. It's here, annoying, sort of. It's awful. And if you, he kills Grievous though. He, he kills. It him. takes forever, and it, and finally he has to. It ends up being like a video game where he has to wait for the weak spot to open up to shoot it. Yeah, yeah. Shoots his heart oh, about six times, and then shoots, his, and his eye sockets explode out, which was rather gross. If I'm a kid watching that, his eyes are burning out of his body. It's very gross. But it's gross. But what does he say afterwards? I hate it. No, what does Obi Wan say? He, he he shoots oh, he shoots him. He makes fun of the blaster. It's so uncivilized. Yeah, on the uh, special features of the uh, digital and the Blu-ray of that of that movie, that sequence is sixty-five forever as long. We're lucky. And the reason that they paired it. Well, down. The reason the reason that Obi Wan had to shoot him is because he has lost his lightsaber, and so then he goes to report to like Commander Cody or something, whatever those guys yeah, are. That's the, him. And the guy gives him his lightsaber back. We found this, man. You're going to need it. Everyone's like, thanks, guys. I'm out on my little beast. And as soon as he leaves, <laughs> Order 66, they get the call to kill all Jedi, the clones. So they fire on um, Obi-Wan's position. And they shoot the lizard and him into a chasm where he just narrowly escapes. But we do get to see one of our favorite characters from the films briefly once again. The breathing yeah. apparatus makes another appearance. I know. It makes, yeah, me, makes exactly. me very happy. I'm a fan of Menace because he does get shot into water. And so that's when Order 66 happens. That's when Eric Clapton's Layla comes out on the soundtrack. And all these Jedis get killed by clones that they're working with. And I'm sure I'm stealing that. I'm sure someone on YouTube has, has done that, you know, done the Goodfellas treatment to the scene. But this is kind of, I think it's an interesting idea, but executed poorly. These are a lot of Jedis that you don't really care By about. By the way, no. before Goodfellas, they did it in the Godfather movies. The Layla song? Well, not the Layla song, but they did the, the whole operatic oh, yeah. mass extinction. Yeah, of course. Is- I'm just thinking of Layla. And this just struck me as um, I'm sure, like I said, I'm stealing that from YouTube. But you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of Jedis here that, you know, the guy with the tall head. Uh, Do I know him? <laughs> Jesus. You know, the the blue one, I sort of, I, I think that you don't, you know, Ayala Segura or whatever. Killed in the woods. That's so such bad it's, acting. She falls weird. Yeah, she falls weird. Departed. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's just a lot of 
just a lot of like Jedi getting betrayed and killed, but these are just people you don't really know. You know, Plo Kloon gets shot out of the sky. By the You've way, seen these guys sit on, sit their ass on the Jedi Council, and that's about all. Yeah, you've the seen most in these fearsome movies. warriors in the galaxy get so taken out by everything. During that battle in Palpatine's room, I love the faces Ian McDiarmid makes with a lightsaber. Of course, he makes the funniest faces when he's in battle. Plus, it's also funny as shit because when Anakin betrays Mace Windu, there's this pause, and then Palpatine goes power, and then he starts screaming unlimited power or whatever and he's electrocuting mace window mace window is not i love. felt like mace i was Windu's... watching an after school special well yoda's not having this he's dropping his uh what's that stick he's got what's the it called gimer stick or whatever yeah he's, he drops that he's in anguish because he uh, he senses all his friends getting uh force ghosted out of the into the afterlife they're getting super killed <laughs> and he's not happy but i don't love it but then he goes to confront palpatine about it and uh daddy palps and Yoda gets some power, right? Yeah. Am I skipping ahead? I'm I mean, not, ahead, I mean, right? it doesn't matter. It's a shit movie. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a scene where uh, uh, Mr. Palpatine sends Anakin to Mustafar. He's like, look, Watambor, all these dudes are hanging out there. You need to go execute them. Thank you. And then, of course, there's a confrontation with Padme. She's like, look, I've been sitting here stirring in my own child juices, waiting for you to come back home. I'm having a rough go. He's like, look, trust me. Everything's going to be great. We're going to rule the galaxy. I'm probably going to betray Palpatine, but let me just go fucking fuck up some people. Yeah, that scene, obviously, the scene with uh, Anakin and, and um, Padme is when he's like, you know, I, you got to, she was so worried about him. He's like, look, we're going to, I'm going to rule the galaxy. And she's like, I can't do that with you. I mean, that, that's stupid. And they have a little bit of obviously a fight, but that's very reminiscent of, you know, the scene in The Last Jedi between Rey and Kylo. Let me just, let me just zoom in real hard for all the super fans. You know, and obviously I can't remember some of the plot and I just saw this movie, but yeah, and I do like, um, I do like the fact that when Obi-Wan arrives on Mustafar, Bruce Spence's character like says, he's here. We're fucked. You got to help us. You know, it's good to see him in a movie, even though he's covered in weird makeup. Obi-Wan getting out in Grievous, uh, General Grievous' ship. Do you know the name of that thing? What's it called? Oh yeah. It's got a funny name. It's got a really funny it name. Does? Yeah. It's like the uh, empty frost or it's not like that, but it's some stupid name like that. Malevolence? That's not what I'm thinking of. The Solus One? Yeah, the Solus One uh, was a personal ship of General Grievous. Uh, Grievous. You don't like that? Solus One? That's not bad. I wouldn't call a vehicle that. It goes without saying. I thought it'd be better if it was Betty. You know, like a, like a muscle car. <laughs> yeah. Donna. Let me get on Donna. We'll get we'll get the fuck out of here. And, you know, R2 this whole time, he's kind of along for these adventures, right? He's like, okay, you know, whenever Anakin, he, Anakin goes to kill the Separatists, and R2's with him, kind of rolls out the ship, and you know, Anakin's like, wait here, R2, I got some murdering to do. Or R2, like when he ro- whenever Anakin leaves and comes back to Padme to see Thrupio, I was like, man, you won't believe this shit. My man went wild on kids and separatists the same day, you know? And then they erase his memory. Yeah, a bunch of dumb shit happens. <laughs> well, they piece together, Yoda and Obi-Wan piece together what happened, right? And then Obi-Wan they- goes over to Padme. And he's like, I'm trying to find Anakin. I think he might be a big shithead. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he killed younglings. We saw the footage. It's not looking good for old Annie. That line of dialogue about the hologram and the delivery of Ewan McGregor is one of the hammiest parts of this entire saga. I have just witnessed a security hologram of Anakin killing younglings. Oof. Fuck the younglings. Yeah. And then there's that little brave one on the that tries to help Bail Organa when he shows up in his Corvette Stingray. Yeah. That little kid gets wasted. It's fun watching him get wasted. <laughs> I don't know what his name was. <laughs> Tance Mulgrew. 
I think that's his <laughs> official name. Forever Thomas. He does a little heroic thing and gets destroyed. It's so good to watch him fall. Obi-Wan's mission is to go take down Anakin. And Obi-Wan can't do it because he's like a brother. He's like, I can't do this. He's like a brother. And I'm like, like a strange brother? You guys have never shown brotherly love in these in these films. Everybody's taking the younglings' death, by the way, which is horrific to me. Pretty well. It doesn't really face Padme too much. Obi-Wan's like, and Yoda walk in on a pile of kids. And they're like, huh. who did this? We're going to have to start training new ones? And they're like, uh, who's their fashionista? Who designed their, their outerwear? The dude from Species 2? Little sackcloth babies. Yeah, they get slaughtered. I'd like to think one of them might have gotten away and died of hunger. And then I like, so then Obi-Wan goes to talk to Padme and, and he says, he sa- he sees her baby bump. He's like, oof. Anakin's the father, isn't he? I'm like, no shit. <laughs> Did he use his, his Jedi powers to, to suss that one out? Obi-Wan's a detective in these films. You know, you don't have to. He's like, oh, tell me it's not Panakas. <laughs> Some dead sticks for my jaw. I know Padme and Panaka, I'm a lovable man, and I can take you to the nearest star. I'm see your bimbo, baby. I'll take you anywhere you wanna go. I'm see your bimbo woman. But right now I'm sure you know that I'm chilling, chilling, vaping, vaping, smoking, gotta have a rip. Great God, you gungans, you know I love you. But if you want to stay just like you are, we can sit here and smoke a joint. I'm seal pimple, baby. I'll take you anywhere you wanna go. I'm seal pimple, woman. But right now I'm sure you know that I'm vaping, vaping chilling, chilling, smoking. Got to have a rip. Great God, you gungans, you know I love you. For my job, I know Padme and Panaka. I'm a lovable man, and I can take you to the nearest song. I'm see you, Bimble, baby. I'll take you anywhere you wanna go. I'm see you, Bimble, woman. Right now, I'm sure you know that I'm vaping, vaping chilling, chilling, smoking. Got to have a rip. Good God, you gungans, you know I love you. Chilling, smoking, got to have a rip. Good God, 
Did you come? Did you know I love? Yeah, dude. Anakin's really wearing that. When he goes evil, he tucks into that cloak too. Like he's he's thrilled to have that evil cloak and the and the glowing eyes. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, the reptilian eyes, whatever they're doing to his eyes to make him look even worse. Yeah, but he's he's full fully cowled at the end. It's the evil is coursing through his entire body, and he's hating it. And he kills all the separatists, including our favorite Watambor. And then he he's on this lava planet, which what's the Mustafar? And they show him in this cloak, and he has a tear rolling down his cheek after he's done all this murder. He's just tearing him apart, Nick. I think I it, think he's crying. He's going to murder more. I think so too. I think it's actually a tear of the. It's just looking about the breadth of his domain and being thrilled as rocks. Of course, Obi-Wan pulls a trick on Padme. He does that twice in this movie where he, everybody thinks he's leaving, but then he's actually sneaking around. Yeah, he's a sneaky guy. Yeah. And he sneaks onto Padme's ship because he knows that Padme is going to fly to Anakin. He's, she goes directly to Mustafar. Um, and he's lurking and he's hiding in the linen closet. He's hiding in the cupboards, you know, and he's snacking on some uh, uh, fruit chews yeah. or whatever he's got in there. Um you know, drinking out of his thermos. He's just, you know, I don't know how long that trip is, but he is certainly cramped up in, into some uh, he's, a cupboard. He's doing, he's doing spaceship bingo. He's like, when he sees a, like a square asteroid, he's scrawling it off. You know, he's looking out the window like a 70s child. Anakin's kind of thrilled when Padme shows up on his planet. He's happy to see her. He doesn't, he's confused why she's there. And she tells him, Anakin, all I want is your love. I, you know, that's all I want. And Anakin's like, we're on the same page, baby. We're good. I killed everybody. Yeah, they gone. I cleared a path for our for our love and our kids. We could, kid. They don't realize there's twins. Remember? That's right. Well, he, maybe he's talking about future kids. He's maybe this is the scene that I'm talking about that that is reminiscent of the Last Jedi because he that's when he uh, he talks about wanting to roll with her. We're gonna roll together. I'm gonna kill what's her, you know the chancellor and all that shit. She's not into it, and then he force chokes her, <laughs> which is a great look. Yeah, and then Obi-Wan, of course, he force chokes her because Obi-Wan rolls off the ship and he thinks he's been betrayed. And so uh, he really hurts her, knocks her out. Now they have to duel, right? Long-ass fight scene. Yeah, but it's great. You don't like it. It's fine. I know they rehearsed it for a long time and well in advance, and it's a as far as the, the, the daring do, it's good and all that stuff. But That's cool. I, I think that Obi-Wan gets his ass handed to him so many times in these movies. Like He's always pinned under something. He's always flying across the room. He's not necessarily the stronger fighter in, in, in this scene. They're pretty equally matched. He might be a little outmatched, actually. And and so certainly holding his own, but he he definitely takes the brunt. Some of the, you know, anyway. So, but then, yeah, I think this is Owen's best acting, or I'm sorry, um, Ewan's best acting in this. Yep. I think he kind of sells his, his... His best acting power. in the Star Wars series, yes. Not his best, yeah. No, no, in the Star Wars it's No series, pillow but book, but yeah. He's selling his... Uh, he said, I failed you. I failed you, Anakin. You feel it. He's you trying to like throw some really Alec Guinness in there. He's trying to get a little Alec Guinness. He's like, I really failed you. Jesus. It went super wrong. But then they start fight, fighting on a balance beam over lava. I mean, it's a little much. And of course, there's that whole freaking scene on Kashyyyk with fucking the Wookiees. Oh. But the droids are like, the droids are like flying. These cute little worker droids are flying around and they're like jumping onto them. And, you know, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, you're talking about, in the meantime, they keep cutting to the a less interesting fight scene between Palpatine and Yoda where they're all flipping all, all over the Senate room. Palpatine's throwing whole like desk things, you know, disc desks at Yoda. <laughs> and Yoda gets hurt, man. He he kind of loses that battle. 
but doesn't get killed. Super zoom. And um, Bale bails him out, which is cool. I love the idea of him pulling up in that hot ass car and taking Yoda for a jaunt. Actually, yeah. the, the Tana Four is brought back. This the the vehicle from the beginning of Star Wars. The best is Bale bails him out, and Yoda like after his ass is kicked, he says, "Get me to exile, stat like right now." <laughs> I'm done with this scene, man. I don't want what happened to the younglings that happened to me. He's like, I want an. I cannot wait to have an orange snake curved around my neck. <laughs> There's all sorts of lava happening. Well, Mr. Kenobi gets the high ground, and Anakin's like, "Whatever, I'm so good at this." And he's like, "I'm gonna flip over, flip over you." And Obi Wan's, you know, I this is like day two of Jedi training. This was my instruction. He slices limbs away. Obi Wan rolls a bladed spare where Anakin's one hand's already chopped off. So he goes for the other three limbs, cuts the legs and the other hand. And Anakin doesn't like it. He said, this is probably not good, but, you know, get me one of those repair robots and I should be fine. This is uh, and the lava lights him on fire. I know when he catches fire, it is so funny. He's like burns to a crisp. And Obi-Wan, like he just walks away. He's like, he said, man, you fucked up. Like, I I liked you. I loved you, Anakin. I'm out. And R2 is up there. He's like, is everything cool or what happened? You know, Archie's like, I don't think I want to be Anakin's droid anymore. I think I'm going to ride with you. He lets Darth Maul's halves go and, and, you know, they don't finish that deed and he ends up showing up. They don't finish off Anakin. Would it have been too much to just maybe deliver a merciful death blow? Save the galaxy like about a billion deaths, you know? I know. I guess I guess Obi-Wan couldn't do it. Couldn't bring himself to deal the the final death. He's or a- maybe he should have just sat in a lawn chair and watched him forever burn he's like he's like i cut off three of your limbs and watch you catch fire but i can't kill you because that would be cruel so yeah then they have to rush padme into into a doctor's pod because she's about ready to pop she's gonna give birth yeah she's and there's like a weird scene where she's in stirrups and they're watching Mm -hmm. they're watching it's like a weird like metal gown like a vanity shield vanity birthing thing yeah. But they're in the the other guys are hanging out in their room. Yoda and Jimmy Smith are like, well, maybe we'll get a shot of something. We'll check this out. Is Yoda there? Does he watch the birth? I think he's there. I know Obi's there. Maybe it's just Obi. Yoda might already be pissed off, but they're definitely conspiring about what to do with these assholes. And she, and it's so fucked up. Apparently, Padme's been sitting on these names a while. Leia, Luke. She names them because two come out. Names, you know, Luke's born first, then Leia, and then the, one of the docs uh, gives unfortunate news to Obi Wan. Says that she's lost the will to live. I think. Mm-hmm. I guess because she's her heart's broken, or because the kids came out both sideways. That might have been said before she gives birth, but she dies, and Obi Wan's like, "Look, hey, not me. This is this is not on me. I didn't force choke hold her. You know, I didn't do any of that. These hey. babies are not my creation. I didn't. He's like, the droids are looking at him. He's like, look, I brought her here. She was already hurt. It is not me that did this. It is. There's a guy named Anakin. And then the droids like, who you killed? It's like, look, it, 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 believe me. Is there some security footage? He starts tapping on keyboards. He's like, there had to be a camera. Please. The droids are super skeptical. And then the camera picks up Palpatine's ship, picking up Anakin. Uh, we've got, we've built a, a, a suit for you, my friend. They have, a, they, they have a Darth Vader costume ready to go. Well, first the droids, so they lay him on a table and the droids start applying Neosporin to all his burns. <laughs> and they're like really rubbing that. And it's, he's not loving it. But then they're like, you know what? Before we put some band-aids on you, we're just going to punch you into this super beautiful Darth Vader costume. Don't worry, we got you. He's like, maybe and a couple of weeks on the DL. Like, put me in a bed for a while. Let me get my shit together. 
Nah, we're going to put your burnt, like you're still burnt, you're still wet from the burning. Let's put you in a suit. So Darth Vader's created, finds out Padme's dead. No. Gets to walk out of his little, like, uh, his, I guess his platform, what are the, his little, what do they call that, a slab? Like Frankenstein, I guess that's yeah. supposed to be a Frankenstein monster. And he says that. Meanwhile, the Obi-Wan's, um, you know, Bale says, I'll take the girl. Yeah. My wife and I always wanted the daughter because we got to hide these kids. And they're like, well, could you take both? And Bill's like, fuck no. You know, like, yeah. no, one's fine. We'll take the girl. So they have to find a place for Luke. They make the decision to <laughs> put him with Anakin's uh, relatives. He's like, we could take him to two different places or one dumpster. <laughs> Here's the thing that I think is weird about this scene. Because they wanted to get the, 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 you know, the two sons scene from Tattoo from the star, famous Star Wars scene. The twin sons. So they deliver. Obi Wan delivers Luke to Baru, who's who's he accepts the baby and turns around. And Owen's just standing on the hill, uh, waiting for Baru to approach him with the baby. He doesn't even come to help her with the kid. Yeah, he doesn't even come to say hi to Obi Wan. Yeah, he's got animal crotch. He's got a horrible case of animal crotch. He's all he, it chafes when he walks. It's the hot sun, the Tunisian desert. Is he's, yeah, he's all rancid. He doesn't want to spread out. That's what I thought. Doesn't even go up to say goodbye to Obi Wan. I think Kleeg is oh. Kleeg is in no more at this point. I'm guessing is he, is he dead? Yeah, could be Kleeg Lars. I what I call it? I, I, I call him. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the Owen and Brew Lars. Why did I say they're their relatives? Well, I guess I'm wrong. Is it? It is. It, it's not Anakin's. I guess it's not his relatives. It's just his like step relatives, right? Yeah, something's dumb. Do you like the? Uh, Jar Jar gets to walk. Jar Jar gets to walk the funeral though procession and Co Bibble and uh, Padme's clutching her her necklace which is like the wedding ring that anakin gave her i guess i guess that's what that is can't i can't zoom in fucking anakin the darth vader sequence people suck they 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 felt like that was okay they let that pass i didn't mind it it's weird that he says no like that it doesn't work for me but um i don't mind seeing darth vader birthed i guess it's weird that they came up with this fucking asshole like they just built him so quickly like they spent three films taking him from child to adult and then they rush him into the famous figure. Just the way that the whole thing was displaced. It's fine. It's fine. It's too, it is too rushed. But it. But everything is kind of awkwardly... There's an awkward rhythm to these movies. He should have been Darth Vader at the end of the second film. You think so? Yeah, I don't think they... I think they should have... It just sets up so much more. I don't know. Especially since Palpatine's thing is not secret at all. There's no mystique to any of it. And you're, they don't develop that relationship with Obi-Wan and, and Anakin at all. And then Padme's love with Anakin is, doesn't feel real. There's nothing in it. You know, it's just when you look at it, when you visit all three of them in, in a row, it's just like, man, we're, we create little things to like about it because Star Wars is inherently fun and nostalgic and all that. But man, it's... Oh, I think there's some kind of... There's a good story here, I think. And... Uh, kind of an epic story but it like i said it's missing some of those beats that would make you care more about the characters and certainly in anakin's case it would have been interesting i think lucas was shooting for this but it would have been interesting to care about him (laughs) and to like want him not to become darth vader like you know how you don't want to be you don't want um saul goodman to like become saul goodman or something you you want to you you really what if they made to where you really loved his character and he was a suit he was like a hero they don't really show you him being a hero. They just tell you about it, right? They tell you he's yeah. him and Obi-Wan have had these adventures. You never really see heroics. And I guess in the Clone Wars, you probably do. But the Clone Wars has its own problems. There's just way too much action and way too much. But people seem to love that show. And like I said, I think these movies work for me sort of. I do like the story. There's some stuff that really does work for me, but I, it's it's messy. And cer- certainly this one shoves the most 
storytelling into it. Um, There's no storytelling. I don't know. Well, I just think it's, I, I think plot, they're just, they're like frantically trying to tie it together. It's poo. The one thing is like, it's just, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's not necessarily needed because, you know, Darth Vader was such an interesting figure without all this backstory. You got enough glimpses of, you know, and when he turned good and returned the Jedi, like it made sense, you know, like he, he hated seeing Luke get so abused by that dumbass emperor. It's, um, it's so weird how people are happy to join the dark side, knowing full and well that once a sexier model becomes available, you're, you're, you're completely betrayed and murdered. Well, I think that that's just it. Like he's seduced by the dark side. He's not necessarily in full control of his, of his, of his mind at that point. Palpatine is obviously manipulating I hate him. People Sith explain. It's bad. So look, saga has ended. You're chilling on Yavin four. Got your feet up. General Rikens over there. Look, looking all swell. You hear the buzzing sound. It's time for a tat. Tattoo for Revenge of the Sith on your person. Hmm. Gonna get a tattoo from this, huh? What a gift. <laughs> I'm gonna have Anakin uh, like at the top of my thigh, right next to my heater, um, standing there solemnly with his saber at his side, lit. And then all the way down my leg is like the rain-soaked tarmac, and then at the right around my feet is just a bunch of younglings. <sighs> so then I would just have a, a tattoo of Anakin and Padme holding hands you know, holding hands and, you know, looking, staring lovingly into one another's eyes. And there's behind them is an image of this faded Palpatine and a speech bubble coming out. This is order 69. (laughs) Pretty good. That on my shoulder. Yeah. Look, the films, the films ended credits have rolled out. You've seen every ILM name known to Jesus. And now it's time for a stinger at the end of revenge of the Sith. Kind of taking you home, baby. Stinger, huh? So mine, it's quiet. It's the cityscape of Coruscant. Vehicles are moving off in the distance. And we, we go back to um, the hallway outside Padme's and Anakin's spot. And there's two guys jimming open the lock. And then people loot that fucking place. It's just, yeah, it's just looters going to the town in there. It's like the tenants are out. They ain't coming back. And they are taking, you know, you're seeing they're grabbing her negligee. They, you know, they're getting his little... His little, uh, he's got these little, those little car figurines that he does in his downtime. There's a, a very weird clay shmi that he's fashioned. Like they steal it all, take it, and then they're auctioning it on some weird website. Look, stolen from the future Darth Vader's fucking boudoir. And remember that queen who became a senator? Here's her fucking chewed up, fucking panties. Here's her sock. You know, it's a sweet ass pocket knife. <laughs> um, mine would be the. You're you're back to Mustafar. Everybody's gone, and the camera whips into that building, and there's all the separatists, dead separatists, on the floor. You know, and just various death masks on their face. You know, rictus grins, so to speak. That's right. Camera. It's a good Star Wars name. Lovingly shows us the body of Wat Tambor, and then you see his head kind of move side to side, and he's like. Everybody gone, everybody gone. All right. And he just he's like <laughs> tunes himself in. Everybody coast clear, coast clear. And he's good. Like he can't be killed by a lightsaber. Because he's looks like he's made out of clay or something. That's great. And he just maybe he just gets he just gets the one of his dials, you know, struck off. And so he's good. Like he's he's alive, Nick. And he just goes, he just dials himself in. And he's like, oh shit. You know? Yeah, he's like steps out of frame very cautiously can't believe i lived this is great <laughs> and that makes me happy that he would live i do love that in this movie that they show that he's the last man standing in that scene yes like he's hiding behind 
table. Ombre Ultimo. Even given the green light to finance your own sequel to Revenge of the Sith, the money's hit the bank, escrow's happening all over the woods. What's your sequel going to be? This is the first day of Darth Vader just getting used to his new his new suit, and then his new digs. His new where does he live now? Where where is that? Where does where has he been put together? Mustafar. Is it still Mustafar? Yeah, that's where his home is, like in the future. I know his castle is eventually there. Doesn't he have a castle yeah, or something? Yeah. So yeah, just kind of moving in. That's the that's the whole movie about him just moving in, and he just he uses his powers so you know he doesn't lift things. He just kind of moves things in place. You know, switches the piano to the other wall, that kind of yeah, thing. The coriander on the shelf. Yeah, puts the spice, <laughs> organizes the spices through the um, you know, with the force, and then Palpatine just on the side going, yes, <laughs> yes, and he's making a cake. Palpatine's like, rise. Yeah, just, just you know, they're getting their feet wet. Yeah. Their relationship started. Yeah. Very easy. You know, Darth Vader's cooking chili. Things like that. You know, Moose, you think you probably wouldn't want chili on Mustafar. You'd maybe want to go for like a little bit of a cold thing. But can you imagine Darth Vader's mask with chili all over it? Can you imagine you know? him with, with a nice, with overalls over his suit, over on a sawhorse, cutting out a, an end table, you know, like just fashioning a, a nice little end table? And Palpatine's like, no, I got you a present. And he rolls in like a, like a dresser drawer from Ikea. And, and Darth's like, no, you know, because those things are tough. But yeah, that's a good um, one. Yeah, that's what my, that's my um, sequel. So mine's a feel-good story aimed towards a young adult crowd or children. Okay. Uh, and it's about an infirm child on Dantooine who is uh, his, his, uh, his body's failing. He's, he's having organ failure, and none of the medical droids are helping ass. And he's like, I need a heart. And so the story, the film is called Grievous Heart, and a medical droid delivers Grievous's shot up heart to, to Dantooine for this young boy for a transplant to save his sensational young life. And it's about the ups and downs. Like the heart's in bad shape. He's not going to make it. Surgery doesn't take. They have to do this electrolysis. Surgery doesn't take. They keep, you know, trying new things. Finally, they get a pump, pump, pump. It starts to pump. Kid's starting to live out, and he makes it. Wow. Yeah. He makes it. Uh, takes years. They have to keep putting him to you know medically induced comas. He make he comes to right at, right about the same time Tarkin's testing out that weapon. He gets nine eleven. Oh God! <laughs> Look, you've been inserted into the movie. You're a character in Revenge of the Sith. What shape does your performance right. take? Would you go? So, what are you gonna? You have any idea? Would you go light side or dark side for your character? Light side. Oh, really? Yeah. Surprised. So you just so you can go dark side in your island. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a Jedi. Okay. I'm on the outer rim at a diner when Order sixty six happens. I'm out of contact. Nobody knows where I'm at. I'm off the grid. So I'm not. Ex- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not exterminated by that whole thing. And I get a coded transmission. When uh, Bail Organa and Ewan change the old signal that that comes out, so that people know not to return to Coruscant, finds out about Order sixty six, and uh, I'm eating a big old steak, and I start to uh, uh, gets caught in my windpipe. Oh no! And I fall dead, man. Steak got me. Oh my god! I'm choked to death. And then we look in the kitchen, and Palps is taking off the chef's hat. <laughs> oh, that's a rough death. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear this. Mm-hmm. So they do know where you are. And then, they they and then it was funny because I, I was like trying to get some. My steak was dry. I was like, "Can I, I can I order some 57? And they're like, "You're close, yeah." 
Pine sixty six. Yeah. I just be, I guess I'd just be like like I'd be like a C three PO, but dumb. I'd be like a dumb protocol droid. Is there ever like a robot in these movies that sucks? Yeah, three PO. Yeah. But I'd be like dumb with conf <laughs> dumb with confidence. So then they'd ask me to translate stuff. I was like, I don't know. Or giving the wrong just making stuff up. Yep. Yeah, that's, I'd, I'd just be one of the, the I'd be the dumbest protocol droid in the, the galaxy. What's a good name for that? You, you, you're good at names. Kettle button. Perfect. <laughs> and I'm overconfident, but I'm, I have no answers. Yeah. I wonder if I talk like highfalutin like C3PO does, but just. Look, you've been asked to c- create a business associated with uh, the, ran- the Revenge of the Sith. We got to see if this works out. We've arranged something with a local network to do a makeover show, you know, like the 10 minute makeover kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's very hush hush. We don't let you know the celebrity involvement and all that. And it's pretty special. And the contestants will show up and they're in this makeup trailer and there's no makeup, there's no people. And they're like, fuck, they're looking at the clock and like the green, I gotta be in the green room and it's six minutes. They're like, what the fuck? I mean, we're going live in, in 10 minutes. It's 10 minute makeover. And then right before the timer hits, Palps walks in and goes, extreme power! And he electrocutes them into looking wrinkly and fucked and like t- turns them into bumpy trolls. You know, he makes them look like Margot Kidder's fucking fear. You know, he just burns them into a wrinkled patch. And then they limp <laughs> out of the fucking thing and they're made out. They show the before and, and after. Every before and after yeah. photo. Every, show, every after photo is identical. <laughs> he's making people in his image is what you're saying no he's just burning them out you know flintstone vitamins do i know them? do you still have you still eat them i wish my kids have them sometimes but yeah i would do like a flintstone vitamin but it'd be like order 66 vitamins <laughs> and, and all the vitamins would be shaped as like the different jedi deaths <laughs> so <laughs> you'd have like a purple and it could you know because you know the colors of the vitamin could be tied to the the shade of the lightsaber so you know like you got a vitamin shaped of one-handed window flying out the window. Right. That's one of the vitamin shapes. You get the tall-headed dude getting shot. Well, I don't know how many times he gets shot a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. So he's just kind of like getting like shot like the, uh, the guy in Platoon. Yeah, it's just, you know the, the the one the blue Jedi, whatever her name is. You mentioned her earlier. She's just dead on the ground. You know, maybe like there's like a little puddle of blood that's coming out. But yeah, you could just do all that. Pull a clone. Blow, yeah, this is a hard one. It was just like an explosion. <laughs> You just see his the fear in his eyes. That's how good the the vitamin uh, artists are. That's four. Is there and that little kid, right? Yeah. On the, on the yeah. So that that's the most elaborate one, and that's the one you you know. It'd be Jimmy Smith's is sitting in his getaway speeder. The little kid is getting shot, and there's a bunch of you know troopers can shooting. I, can at I him. put a request? Yeah. Can you have one of a, a guy slumped over his food in a diner? That that one, the Jimmy Smith one's brown. Yeah, we could do that. Make yours yellow or something. Or what was the color of your lightsaber? Do you remember? Brown. Well, then we'll just do that. Would be the brown one. This is a good. This is a, this is a good idea. Centrum Order sixty six. What we'll call them. Yep. By the way, my character's name is Mallow Haft. It's pretty good. M a l l o w. Or M a l l o. No, no. Mallow. Okay. Haft. And then Haft. H a f t. H a l v e d. Mallow halved. It's actually, it's actually a good name. <laughs> it's actually a good name for a Jedi. And I believe it. You could probably go on there and you could Wikipedia and just add this to like the, I don't know how they check it, but go Mattel halved was 
killed an order 66 and just talk about he was at a diner and he choked, choked on steak <laughs> he was assassinated by a, a bite of a, a purposeful <laughs> bite of steak you should I wonder how long that would last yeah. before one of those Star Wars nerds. Mallow have who'd been my character in the Knights of the Old Republic remake. Look, you're on an island. You've, yep. you've gathered debris from films over these many years, and now it's time to take something from Revenge of the Sith. It's going to be hard to top what I took last time, which is the ladle seat. <laughs> Let's see what I can do here. I'm going to take Amidala's bedware beads. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I wouldn't sleep on them, but I would drape them over that ladle seat that I took. You know how some people remember that was a thing, and when we were growing up, people would drape those things over their car seats, those beads. That's right, yeah. they were kind of like back massagers yep. or something, yep. or does it feel good on your back? Those the, do people have those anymore? Probably, I haven't seen them, but yeah, they had these beads that they would drape over their car seats so they could their back would feel like massaged. So that's what I would do. I'd take Amadala's many bedware beads and then drape them over my seats. And get a little back rub, you know, a little back massage. It's pretty great. It is pretty great. Thank you. My island is, is uh, there's been a lot of construction. The armature mm-hmm. has been erected for a an attraction. We built like a mini water park on the island. The first uh, ride is a log flume. So you get to ride the, you know, you get to go splashing down the, it's like a very thrill ride kind of experience. I always love the log flume. Yeah, always. Yeah. And so that's what I've got to make things even more amazing is you're riding, you strap yourself next to Padme in that coffin. You strap in. Oh, log flume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you, and you go riding into glory, holding on to her for dear life. Cause you said it, you talk about how well preserved she is in that coffin. I never said that. You said it on the phone yesterday, how she was in, I did. As she was looking good, like well preserved and stuff. Oh, I was saying that she doesn't look dead. Right. I think I yeah, that was. I like him trying to make me feel. You're trying to make me feel like an idiot, and I'm spot on. The comment on her acting, I wasn't saying that <laughs> they purposely made her look well preserved. Yeah, well, she looked. It's like she doesn't look like she's acting dead in that scene. She looked prehensile and nubile. Still, there's no seatbelt. You just hold on to her for dear life as you guys ride that flume, sure. like going down at a million you know speeds a second. You know, going real fast down that water hole. Sure. And then you bob up and down in the water with her. Uh, with the you know, clear top coffin, you know, clear top. Oh, you're not. So you're you're sitting next to her coffin, not just her body. You're in the coffin with her, riding down the flume. That's the apparatus of the ride. Yeah, I'm trying to understand. Her coffin's the log. Okay. So you're a queen riding. You're queen riding down that ramp into the water, and it's hot. Now I'm now I'm visualizing it. Yeah. yeah. So it's rock solid, and you hit the water, and then you have to weirdly get off of her. And then it goes. Then it goes. It goes on a conveyor belt. Clicks. Clickety clacks up to the top. You could choose to join and keep just repeating that mission over and over again. Do they take a picture of you on the way down? Do you get one of those? Well, no. Because who's the they? You know, I don't. Just saying, it could be maybe my dumb protocol droid, or maybe there could be That's an what... automated camera where it's catching you at the peak of the descent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so so I was asking. I think it'd be great too, is if there's some sort of a. Um, what do they call that new algorithm thing that does fucking weird shit with faces? What's it called? Plo Kloon? <laughs> real, real deep fake? Is it they deep fake the dick out of Ad- Am- Amidala, so it looks like she's the one who's experiencing the ride, and you're the dead one. <laughs> you always got to overcomplicate it. But that's why your businesses are, that's why your island is known And the name for of the ride is engineer. Queen Amidala's Deep Fake Dive. 
Can you get an undeep fake picture? I think there's oh, no option. I, for that. I, yeah. Well, what you do is if you run a deep fake on the deep fake, yeah. You know, you double deep, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden everything's back to normal. Right. Yeah. That's what you know. Who originated that technology? Peter Benchley. <laughs> Thank you.